Do you struggle with being authentic on LinkedIn or when you create content? It's hard, isn't it? So maybe you should listen into this conversation because I talked to Odessa Shirat. She's a content writer. She has been doing this for ages. She helps lots of people. But in this interview, she shares loads of the reasons why we should be more authentic, what we should do, how we should show up, and why it doesn't matter if you don't create content. As long as you're building your community, you're commenting on posts and you're helping other people, it's more about how you make people feel than what you do. This is just a delightful conversation, as all of my conversations with Odessa are. But she really does know what she's talking about. And when we finished recording, I turned around to her and said, I wish we had more of these conversations because she knows so much. So without any further hesitation, dive right in and listen to Odessa Sherrod talking. Great sense. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, wherever you're listening to this. Um, here we are live and linking. And I have got the lovely, the delightful Odessa Sherrod with me today. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm absolutely um, wonderful. Uh, uh, you know I love chatting with you. And, and here we are <laughs> sharing, sharing our conversation with other people as well. So none of the stuff we normally talk about, eh? <laughs> don't say no. it. So for those of you, that, for those people that don't know Odessa Sherrod, come on, tell us who you are, what you do. So, um... Quite rightly, my name is Odessa. I write uh, LinkedIn content and I also write blogs and newsletters and website copy as well. Um, the aim of the content is to be a lot more engaging, to create conversations on LinkedIn and uh, within any written content that, that gets people talking, that gets people building that community feeling and develops that know, like and trust. Absolutely. And look, we all feel we know, like and trust you. Um, obviously, we go back a long way, don't we? We go, we, go, we, go, we go back an awful long way. I knew you when you had hair. I know, I that's, know. That's, that's ages ago. When did that when come on? Summer of 2021, I think you and I met. And I think it was, um, yeah, the October I had it all chopped off. So it was wow. long enough that I was sitting on it. In fact, we did the post live live. We did. Um, to talk about the haircut. Um Two and a half thousand pounds for the princess. Uh, Two and a half grand. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and this is the beauty of LinkedIn, right? Is yes. you, can develop, you can develop friendships. All mm. right. You can raise money. Um, mm. You can be known as an expert in your field. Absolutely. And you, you've done that all from content. You don't do an awful lot of video content. You don't do many live <laughs> You don't do many live shows and stuff like that, but your content no. is really, really engaging. So what tips have you got for our listeners to how to make that engaging? Because most people think that if they're writing on LinkedIn, it's all got to be business. So going back to the thing that we said is the know, like and trust and the importance of building a community. And I think so much of the time, I think, well, LinkedIn had that reputation of being a job site, didn't it? It was very beige magnolia suits I think I even said that on the first live I think it was, I was the second guest of your um your live show and that was a conversation that we had then it's but we we went through that post sort of pandemic shift where people were talking more about how they were feeling how they were coping creating more of a personal persona um, than necessarily a business one um, the pendulums continue to swing and I think we've gone back into a little bit more serious where we had you know 
phases of the Facebook police saying, you know, this isn't Facebook, you shouldn't be talking about your life, your family, your dogs. And I think what we're, what we're facing now is a bit more of a, an equilibrium where we're talking a little bit more about our, ourselves as individuals, because we know people need to show up for brand, but also talking about the tips and things like that. So from my standpoint, I think the biggest thing is we often, and, the, and the, a lot of the objections I hear from people about writing for content is, um, I don't know what to say. I don't know how I'm going to come across. I'm worried I'm going to look silly. I'm worried I'm going to overshare. I'm worried I don't have anything interesting to say. And to a lot of people, the first thing that I usually end up saying is, it's not about you. Your content is not about you. It might have you as a subject. It might have your opinions in there, but it's about your audience. It's what can they learn from you? What can they, whether that's about you as a person or you as a service, what can they learn from you? What value can you add? What can you share with them about you that will give them either a boost or make them feel seen or help create that community spirit? And I think the biggest and first tip I give people is stop thinking about yourself and how you come across and what people will think of you and start showing how much you care about them. Very profound. I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't know who said it, but someone said people don't remember what you did for mm. them but they mm. remember how you made them feel and yeah i think your, it's a variation your... of a Maya Angelou, isn't it Angelou? i don't know i'm not, <laughs> as, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not as learned as you um <laughs> but, but it's 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 coming from the heart mm. and, and and we definitely know you care from the content that you put out <laughs> Um, we get a warm feeling when we read your when we when we read your content, and so we, you know, by default, then we start to know you and like you, and then by default, we start to trust you, and that's 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 the key for great content, isn't it? It is, but if I may be so bold to say that actually the content is not the most important thing. Um, everybody comes to talk about content because yes, it's super super important that we talk and we engage and we contribute but far too many people use this as a broadcasting platform they want to talk about what they want to talk about about their agenda and that kind of thing and therefore they forget that actually it's words that you've used before is uh, reciprocity making sure that people are getting as much from you as you're giving to them so I'd actually be so bold to say that actually a lot of my success comes from the stuff that people don't see it's engaging on other people's posts but it's also jumping in on their dms it's um having zooms and coffee chats with people um there are people that i check in with every now and then just to see how they are it's got nothing to do with the professional capacity but a community by default or by definition shows up for each other not just when things are good but when things are bad or when somebody's gone quiet and so there's a lot of effort that goes into building my community that isn't displayed in the content that I write. And sometimes there are weeks where I'm less consistent, less regular on LinkedIn because people have needed that time for them because they've been struggling and they need a bit more attention. So actually community building is far more than just being able to broadcast. It's about what else can you add that maybe the platform won't see. Yeah, absolutely. And you've, you've been on my workshops. You, you know that I talk about commenting as being the currency of LinkedIn. And, and like you say, then that that extends to your, your DMs and stuff like that. So what what do you see are the biggest hurdles for people creating content? Because the thing is, you, I could come to you and say, look, I'm no good at writing. I don't know what to talk about. Can you do all my content? And that's what you that's what you do, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
why have I come to you and said that? What 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 struggles am I having? What what's my problem? So typically, when people come to me, it's not just because I'm a writer. Because I mean, we're a dime a dozen. There are hundreds of people on LinkedIn professing to be content and copywriters. Typically, what sets me apart from other people is that community building that I do on the side. Um, so when people come to me. Often their problems are, I'm not getting engagement on my posts. Nobody seems to be commenting. I see that lots of people comment on yours. How did you do that? What is the strategy that you've employed? What kind of effort goes into getting those kind of results? And understanding that side of it, I think content, it's obviously a means of starting things, but let's face it, what we really want to do is, is start those conversations. And I've fallen foul to it myself. You get into these sort of trends where everybody's putting a carousel up about their services. So you do the same or everybody is putting up a post about uh, a particular issue on LinkedIn. And, and so you jump on that. But every now and then, because I'm tired, because the well is dry, because I've got lots of other things that I'm juggling at the same time. I will just put out a post about something that's a conversation I want to have with my network. Um, I put something out last week about do we walk each other to each other's cars? Are we offering people safety in our community and, and how much are we really showing up for each other? And that's done so much better than lots of other content I put out there because it's authentic. So I think a lot of the struggles that people have is, yes, thinking and talking about themselves. But yeah, you know, we we end up thinking so much about what we're putting out there that we forget that actually all the content really needs is conversation and we know how to do that because we we do it in person so i don't I, know I if that answers that's... your question no, it, no, it, does. <laughs> it does because we we, we we don't know what to say and but like you say in, in my workshops i teach linkedin mm. as using it like a great big networking <laughs> meeting yeah, you know, we 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 run LinkedIn local, so we know all about networking. We go to lots of other networking events, and you know, so you yeah. go there, you say hello to people. Um, you yeah. always ignore me, um, but then you get, <laughs> you, you, get to, you get to chat to new people, don't you? Yeah, um, which is why you ignore me. Um, but then, <laughs> but the thing is, we're there, and we're chat, we're chatting, we're talking to people. That is a comment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and but but. People forget that in real life. I don't know if, if you've ever been to a networking meeting and just put the thumbs up to someone rather than talk to them. I can't imagine that anyway. But Do you know what I'm really doing? tempted to because you said that so many times. I was just like, what would happen if we did that? Maybe we should do that. But um, I think it's also important to point out that networking isn't just about meeting new people, especially like some of the events we go to. There are hundreds of people there. There is absolutely no way you're going to make an impact on a third of the room, let alone everybody, which is essentially what you're able to do via LinkedIn, is you're able to have some kind of connection with hundreds of people as opposed to physically trying to be in the same space as them. Um, and I think we focus a lot on the, the wrong metrics, which I'm sure we'll go on to in our conversation. But even at those networking events, yeah, we talk about meeting new people, but actually, I tend to spend a lot of the time catching up with people that maybe I haven't seen that I do already know and fostering those relationships because as much as we want to think about the new people that we can bring into our audience and into our networks, we need to be nurturing those relationships that already exist. Um, so much, if not 80% of my work has come through referrals. So for me, that's, that's, a, that's a part of the marketing strategy that a lot of people forget is that actually if you're nurturing your friends who may never give you business themselves 
but because you're friends and because they know, like, and trust you and you've invested time in that relationship, they will throw business your way. They will think of you above anybody else. They want to help you the way that you've helped and shown up for them. Yeah, no, that's, that makes an awful lot of sense and that explains why you ignore me. <laughs> you make yourself unignorable. <laughs> yeah. That's what the yellow t-shirt's all about. But yeah, you're, you're, you're quite right. And that's what we do on LinkedIn as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll spend a bit, like you say, a bit more time in the DMs rather than creating content yeah. or, or commenting on other posts and things like that. So yeah. as a content creator, mm. can you write about anything you 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 personally can Adessa write about anything (laughs) what what are are some of the things that you've written about that you can tell us on here I have written about all sorts of things so I don't niche down for client sector I don't niche down for topic or seniority level or, or audience I niche down typically to personality if there's a part of that personality because I'm a ghostwriter not just a content writer um there has to be something in that person I recognize in maybe somebody else or something I connect with on, on an individual level. Um, so the content that I typically write has to sound like the person, which means it also has to include some of their interests. That can be hobbies that I've tried myself. That might be hobbies I've never even attempted. I've got to do some research. Um, for, for me, it's about creating those conversations so I've written I've compared the number of insurers to the numbers of types of chocolate that we've got or brands of chocolate or whatever I've used a conversation about how to brew the perfect cup of tea on how to plan for retirement I've um I've written content for uh intimacy coaches and business coaches we've written about ducks we've written about some of the most absurd things but I think the biggest point about content is it has to be relatable and one of the benefits of working with clients who I personally potentially haven't worked in their in their sector before is that I'm taking away all the jargon all the layers and years of experience all that kind of because they lose touch with their audience because it makes so much sense to them they forget that before they had this knowledge they were there and so a lot of what I do is if I can understand it and I can absorb it and I can get something out of it, then that's the kind of content that the audience needs to write, to, to read. We can't assume that everyone has the same level of understanding that we do. So if I am an accountant, mm. I should be thinking of some of the things I do outside of my business and write about so those they, rather yeah. than numbers and tax and all of that sort of malarkey that they generally we, write about. So we th- so look at some of the greatest teachers, the greatest people over history. They didn't talk about top level stuff. They made their they made what they said as relatable, as understandable, as simple as possible. Because by capturing the many, you then grab the attention and and the interest of a few. It's cast the net wide for general stuff and then make sure you niche it down at certain points just again to to make it very clear to people what you do and that you do it for them. Um, So I think a lot of the time um, we we overcomplicate it. We we talk about things that aren't necessarily relevant, but so much of what we want people to know about us and our business can be found in our everyday. So for bookkeepers and accountants, as an example, you're dealing with people's money. Money makes people twitchy. It makes them anxious. They really need to trust you. They need to know that you're a safe pair of hands. So being slightly comedic in your content will help, 
but really people want to know that you are serious enough and that you know your stuff so that you can really help them and you can be trustworthy, you're an adult. And therefore think about the type of content you're putting out there. Yes, you want to be a person that they can approach. And I use this example all the time of five accountants, they all do the same thing. We know that they all do the same thing. So what's going to make you choose one over the other? And it might be that one of them's got a guitar by their feet. One of them's picking off Cheerios off their suit or whatever. You will you will be naturally drawn to the person that best mirrors your own circumstances or they'll be the other side of child rearing. And so they get why you can't jump on a call before seven in the evening or something. So we have to give these clues, these little points of resonation to our audience to show that we are their people, that we are the best person because we think like them or because we understand them. Everybody's just trying to look for opportunities to be understood and to be heard. And you're going to choose a professional who you think you can do that best for because there's nothing worse than trying to work with somebody and because you're on different frequencies and you don't speak the same language, figuratively speaking, um, you're not then able to connect about the important stuff. So use things from your everyday life that demonstrate or correlate to the things that you're trying to teach that you do about your business yeah i totally get that but but the, your, your average accountant or professional solicitor whatever yeah. isn't going to want to talk about the lego hobby or or their guitar i'm so fed up with like... lego content Sorry. <laughs> i like it it's no there's no there's a lot there's a lot out there and it's just Okay, so this is your, and this goes back to that point I said about adding value to your audience. Okay, you want to share that you've got a hobby of Lego. Great, that's wonderful. You're going to grab the entire male audience and some of the female audience right away because it's different to the content that they're normally seeing. But what are we going to get out of it? What is the point? There's no point sharing anything unless you have a purpose or an intention. Where does it fit into your strategy? So, you know, we talk about, I need to talk more about my business or I talk about my sales and stuff like that. How can you do that in an approachable way? An accountant who is talking about building your pipeline for the next year or building your sales forecast might want to use Lego because that's a really good point. It's a it's a visual thing. It's a kinesthetic thing. People will totally get it. They see it. They don't need to play with Lego to understand where that fits in. Um, we went through a phase of people crying to camera to show that they were vulnerable and open and honest. And that's great. But that's not going to work for an accountant because they need to be that safe pair of hands, as I mentioned. So what can you share about yourself that's going to add? It might be that you talk about previous mental health issues or previous times where you struggled because that makes you a human and people only really want to connect with other people. Um, one of the one of the agencies I've worked with is starting to talk more about this beautiful idea of instead of b2c and b2b it's b2p because whether you're a customer or whether you're a business you're still talking to people and what do people want to know about they want to know about your family we're inherently nosy as a as a species we want to know what people are doing behind closed doors we want to see if their life is like ours and therefore talk about talk talk in any way that helps bring to life what you do and makes it easy for people to understand where you're going with your point. But just make sure you make the point because I see lots of people start off with their personal story and they get into this beautiful like monologue and then it never really shifts back to the audience. And so they never know how to comment. And I think that's a big point is if you want engagement on your content, give people something to talk about. Either leave a statement that they can dissect or whatever at the end of it, or do something like I do, which is asking three questions, one that's very specific to the topic, 
one that's sort of mid-range to the industry and then one that's very general that just about anyone can comment on because there have been so many times I've been asked to comment on something and my immediate DM to that person is, what do you want me to say? You haven't given me a prompt. You haven't given me something to to answer. You just want me to say that's a really good post or just put something on there for the sake of it. Ask me to do something. Show me where you want it and make it intuitive that people know what you want. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And that's the thing, isn't it? Is your content has to be engaging, commentable and stuff like that. Are you happy for me to grab hold of your post and share it? And we'll, we'll, di- we'll dissect your post today because that's fly- that's flying, isn't it? Today, let's uh, today's one. Yeah, today's one. Yeah, that is a very personal one. Are you happy sharing that? I'm experimenting. Of course, I am. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy experimenting with them, um, seeing what does it because I think so much of the time we talk about selfies and all this kind of thing, but. Um, yeah, this is a great one. So on the screen, then I'm going to describe it if you're listening on the podcast. Um, it's a photograph of a handwritten note. Um, and you've explained <laughs> it's from your nine-year-old. Um, yeah. And basically, it's a very, very short post. Um, unlike you, Odessa. Very and unlike me. And, and so it says, I had to get revenge. This, ladies and gents, is a note from my nine-year-old. Apparently, the existence of shared punishment is still rampant within the education system. Um, why do I say that? Because it was dad who made him jump. So why did I get the rubber butt spider hiding under my duvet? It's not fair. Um, <laughs> do you want to read Do you want to read out the note? The note is so cute. <laughs> so I think, well, spelling errors aside. Um, hey, Mark, hey, I love it's you. nine. I know. I know. I'm a stickler. I'm a writer. You'd expect me to be. Um, but I had to get revenge on you for laughing and saying, ha, ha, ha. So I made you jump, or hope to, love you lots, uh, from Finn, with more ha-has at the end. That's lovely. And some hearts and some kisses. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that is just gorgeous. And, and so those of us with children totally relate mm. to that, mm. uh, especially the mischievous me who makes everyone jump in the house. <laughs> Everybody so, does it to me because I usually cry, and it's apparently tremendous fun. So you've had... Um, 88 likes and 79 comments already and that post hasn't been up it's only been up a few hours yeah so so why why are people commenting on that so I have been experimenting with the kind of content I put out there and like I said last week um, I did a post about walking people back to their car because I wanted to go back to being more conversational Um, I was getting to a point where I never wanted to write tip-based content. I never wanted to say, this is how you do it. This is how you write. This is how you get a successful post because um, I don't have all the answers. I can only teach the principles. I can only share what I've learned and what, as an audience, I would want to see from a creative. Um, But I wanted to go back to that completely conversational style where anyone brings anything to the table and anyone can jump in on it because I think sometimes we, we niche down so much into our content that we've, forget again the the need for conversation so my profile views and impressions are doing much better as a result of that because it's more regular it's more consistent it's coming more naturally to me because I haven't got the pressure of trying to be thought leader which I really hate I have no interest in doing um so that post is is short it was posted at the right time of morning so if we think about people's daily rhythm uh, people will typically as they're making kids breakfast as they're rushing about before they go to work they'll check LinkedIn it will probably get a second win about now because lunchtime, again, everyone's doing the same, maybe 11 
to 12-ish, they're sort of doing the same. It might even get a little bit more uh, this evening. Again, trying to follow through on the um, how quickly you jump on those comments, trying not to leave the platform too long before you actually go back and comment on other people's posts, reply to the, the things that are in there. But it's super relatable. It's short. It's got a decent a decent hook. Um, it's uh, it's quick. There are no questions at the end of it. There is nothing for my audience to say other than that's really cute or, um, you know, th there's there's nothing screaming for them to do something. And yet um, people are sharing stories so about their kids. You've, broke, doing you've broken similar. your rule there. I've broken my rule. It was a total experiment today because I wanted to, every now and then I like to see if you can still create engagement without asking. And it's because I have got into the habit of doing it that lots of those people who have commented, they regularly comment. They know what to expect. They kind of, they just want to be part of the conversation um, because they also, and this is a key point that I think either we would have got onto or we will do now, is I reply to every single one. And that's a big thing that I think people on the platform forget when a post does really well. If you want it to do really, really well and you want it to get those massive numbers, um, it means you've got loads of comments that you have to reply to. It becomes a full time job. Um, so, A, be very specific. So you're only commenting or, or having to reply to the people that matter. But if you do want something to do well, be committed to replying. People have stopped scrolling. People have stopped what they're doing. They have bothered to think about your post, to write a comment. Reply. If you cannot reply because you're out of the office or you're busy or you know you're not going to be able to do that time, then don't post. Spend time commenting on other people's. Contribute elsewhere. Be active elsewhere. Show that you're present. But I really find it challenging when people have written this beautifully heartfelt post and then just left it in the hope that it will perform and sometimes it does really well and sometimes it needs that nudge of activity and then and and you know if they don't reply then it, it looks bad and then the metrics go down and isn't this really but you haven't given it the the respect if you're putting content out there and you're putting your heart and soul into it and it was really hard to post respect the fact that you've invested in it and do something about it do what you can to boost um, the views and 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 reply to people it's such a big bugbear of mine when people don't reply. I get that we live busy lives, but if you can't, then think about how you can add your value in other ways. Don't you think you're you're saying there about doing that for the algorithm and get better reach? But surely it's polite, isn't it? If That's I, what I just said, yeah, if, yeah. If I if I've spent a little bit of time, you know, giving you my thoughts on 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 your yeah. posts, and I've I've got your other post up here now. <laughs> I gave that an awful lot of thought because that that worries me. Um, this mm. is the post talking about walking people back to the car. Um, That's a big one. So if I comment on your post and you just ignore me, how am I going to mm. feel? Yeah, and exactly. And that's what that's what I just touched on is it, it's that whole thing of, look, if you want to build a community, you have to be an active participant yourself. It's not about... <sighs> Sometimes I think that when people put content out there, yes, it's broadcasting and that's really annoying, but it's like throwing meat into a piranha tank and all of them rush to it, all of them do anything. But what was going to happen after that point? When it's all over, it's over. If you want content that consistently performs, if you want content that continues picking up momentum, if you want to improve impressions and profile views and all those other metrics that we care about, don't just throw something in there 
add to it, keep building on it, make a follow-up post, think about if that's done really well, what else can go into your strategy? How quickly and agile can you be? Um, but yeah, no, if you're going to be part of a community, be part of the community, be present, be participating, be be respectful to the people, understand that it's an investment of their time. They could be playing the same kind of game of impressions and stuff like that. It doesn't matter. They've stopped. Um, they've made a comment. They've thought about it. Some of my posts require a lot of thought before you, you make a comment. And therefore, um, I might not always do it within the first hour because life. Um, but I, as soon as I get a notification, you know, I, I reply to whatever. I check back in on my post periodically through the day, next couple of days just to see how it's doing. No, fantastic. Have you seen a drop in your uh, impressions of late? Because oh. everyone's mm. everyone's complaining and it does, does it we affect? We all complain about it. It's, it's affecting Everybody, you as well. It's affecting everybody. Um, I think, so the, a year or so ago, I really, I really would have cared about it. I really would have panicked a little bit. I would have been upset. I would have taken it personally. I'd have torn my content apart and worried about I was doing something wrong. I wasn't showing up. I would have focused so much on the metrics that that, that would have been a, you know, a black hole moment where you feel like you're rubbish and your business is performing badly and never going to get any leads. What I realise is that 24 views is still better than no views. We did it. We spoke about this at our recent event. A thousand impressions is a thousand people that you've got your post in front of. That how long does it take somebody in their professional career to speak to a thousand people as a live audience? <laughs> Maybe a couple of years. I have no intention of ever doing it, so mine's going to be a hell of a lot longer. But it's that whole point of stop. It's uh, it's. I hate the subject because it's the compa a comparison is the enemy of contentment. It's this whole thing of so-and-so's post is doing really well. Therefore, mine should be doing better. What's wrong with mine? Actually, you've got a really nice audience chunk. Know that maybe only 1% of your audience is going to see it. Know that you can repurpose it because um, so many of the people didn't see it at that point. Play around with the wording the next time you post it. Play around with the posting schedule. But Views and impressions are going to be affected by the algorithm, but they're also going to be affected by Christmas. They're also going to be affected by people's general well-being. If it's really dark and gloomy outside, are people going to be on LinkedIn or are they going to be sat with a cup of coffee and a book? You know, think about it's that whole thing of stop thinking so much about yourself, and why you're not doing well and just have a think about maybe what's going through the minds of your audience if you know any of them at all you'll know that dave didn't turn up today because dave's going through a really bad time at home or you know if you know them on an individual level you can make excuses for them so therefore make some excuses for your audience as to why sometimes they don't show up there are lots of reasons why people can't be as consistent not everybody has the time it's also not in people's value alignment to be on social media all the time we did it over the weekend we um you deleted the app I didn't, I was just driving a lot. Um, but it's that whole thing of create those time boundaries, you know, be aware that people do have those boundaries with their time, with their schedule. They don't want to be on social media all the time. They they will go through fits and spurts of creating that as a boundary. So stop thinking so much about yourself and how it's doing and how it makes you feel to get the dopamine hit or the dopamine drop. And just think about the significance of what you have been able to achieve and the fact that there'll be better weeks. We look at some creators who they regularly get hundreds, multiple hundreds of comments and reactions. 
their reach is down, they've got less, they've got less comments. It's it's all relative. Um, sometimes I think we put far more importance on it than we need to. Like I said, I've fallen foul to it myself, but um, my worth is not determined by the metrics that I'm able to meet. It's about the community that I'm building and um, what value I'm able to put back. And if I've got nothing valuable to say, I'm not going to add to the trash that's already on there at times. Brilliant. You're so, you, you, you know, um, <laughs> as, as, as a friend, we don't talk about this much. No, we don't. It's just given, but you are a font of knowledge. I think, I think <laughs> you, 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 need to come, you need to come back on again uh, when we can be live and then we can have people um, asking questions as well, because, um, yeah, yeah you, you really do know an awful lot of stuff and really help people with their content. So thank <laughs> you so much. Um, that is all we've got time for today, but we'll definitely have you back on. Um, Thank you very much for having me. Before we go, do you mm. have anything to say to our audience? Be patient with yourself. Be patient with your ability to get this. There are some things in business that you will get straight away. You will log into zero and you'll know how to do that invoice or you'll um, you'll turn your hand to setting up a website and that will come really easy. There are going to be lots of things in business that you struggle with and you're going to have to be persistent and you're going to have to be balanced. Don't be afraid to ask for help from other people, but give yourself chance to get this right and try lots of different things until you find something that works for your audience. Fantastic. Adessa, thank you so much. Lovely to see you. Thank lovely you. To have a, yes. Lovely to have a grown-up chat with you. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you for not ignoring me for half an hour. <laughs> no problem. Thanks so much. That's all right. No worries at all. Next week, I've got Tina Jarvit joining me. So she's a LinkedIn expert and we're going to talk more about LinkedIn. So make sure you tune in. Uh, thanks again, Odessa. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. There we go. That's the end of another show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe, start downloading and tell everybody else that you like this podcast if you want to reach out if you've got any questions i'm always on linkedin i'm the 15 minute guy you can find me dead easy it's ashley leeds and you can find me on my website at www.just.15mins.day and on there you'll find loads of free resources and ways to contact me and book a meeting with me so thank you very much for listening see you next time bye bye you get out what you put in Never gonna win Long as you're happy You're always gonna grin You get out what you put in You get